Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for Round 9 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is very apologetic. After playing tennis with Nathan Buckley, it is Adam Rosenbachs. Oh God, Michael, how do I get myself into these pickles? Every week you do it. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. So I thought, now obviously there's been a lot of talk about the hubs this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to get to that shortly. Many, many teams are in trouble and Collingwood have already had their issues with it. And we knew that and Eddie came out on Friday very strongly and said, you know what, we're sick of this. Everyone's trying to flout the rules. If there's one more. One more. does this? One more. Send them home. That's what he said. Doesn't matter what what club they're from. Absolutely does not matter. Draw a line in the sand. 18 teams he put on the on the agenda. 18. <laughs> and so I was sitting with uh, Bucks, obviously, because I, um, I love my footy. So I, I've been going to every game. I've been traveling around the country. Wow. I have a lot of different aliases. That's the only way I can get from state to state. Yeah, a lot of different uh, driver's licenses. Yeah, I live uh, yeah, 22 yeah. Mile Grove Street in, uh, in West Perth. And, uh, I yeah, live- that's right. <laughs> And so I was sitting there and we, Bucks and I saw that because, you know, we're in a delay, we're in Perth. And I was like, he, was, he seemed to be rattled by that. And I said, mate, the only way to take you, the only way to, to take a man's mind off this kind of shit. And I've said this, or this, is a, this is a solution to everyone's ills. If yeah. you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, go have a fucking hit. Yep. You, tell me, you tell me one tennis player that isn't a rock solid citizen, <laughs> that doesn't have all their marbles. Yeah, you tell me one player who, after about mm. half an hour of playing tennis, is yeah. never lost their temper. No. <laughs> never totally zen at all times. Mate, tennis is the great stabiliser. <laughs> if you're feeling a little bit uh, on edge, you go and have a fucking, you hit a few balls, <laughs> you, you, you know, you call out, you call in, you say replay it, let, it's just, it just calms you. So anyway, I got Bucks out there, he was like, I've got, um, I've got a couple of friends coming along and I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Because I thought, and this is my mistake, it's all on me, I thought because we're in WA and because they've kind of locked themselves off from the rest of Australia, I thought it was sort of like international waters. Ah, yep, sure. So you know how often I'm at sea uh, bringing things in from um, at my friends in uh, Mexico. <laughs> I, I spend long periods uh, across the Pacific. And so we often, on the many mega yachts that I'm a part of, we often play tennis out there. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that we could do that. And it turns out that um, we were very fucking wrong. Yeah, so Brenton Sanderson was there as well. Yes, and, and a former Australian tennis champion, Alicia, Alicia Mollick. Mollick. Yeah. yeah, so I think in the words of Eddie Maguire, it's just the old-fashioned, you walk out the door trying to find the bathroom <laughs> and then you find yourself on a tennis court playing a former world-ranked number eight player. It's just the no. old-fashioned, mate. 
Uh, who, has, who hasn't it happened to? So they got fined 50 grand, 25 suspended, and they've both gone because yeah. they're doing very well. Uh, they've both well. said that we're, we're going to pay the whole 50. No, the 25. They're paying the 25. Oh, wait a second. I thought, they were, I thought personally they were going to pay the 50. No, because 25 suspended. Yeah, so but they, I, think, I think they said be above and beyond that they're going to pay the 50. Is that right? Yeah, I think that actually oh. might be right. Now, I'm now, now you don't know. If you don't know that, I feel like I'm questioning myself now. But having said that, are you I'm, questioning yourself without knowing? I'm always fucking right. Therefore, I reckon they're paying <laughs> the full fifty. I think they're kind of doing a mea culpa and being like, "Let's yep. pay the whole thing." Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, enough with the Latin, mate. Amos, amos, amantus. Anyway, my the guy who taught me Latin at school um, uh, won't surprise you. Went to jail. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough of the fun and games. Back to the tennis. Oh, dude. Okay, now. Now, Mark. the thing is with tennis, right, it, it, it's a very serious situation and you cannot break these protocols. The governments are letting these football teams in. But all they needed to do was show vision of them playing tennis and there is so much mirth in tennis to be had. Right. So all I had to do was show Mark McGowan, the West Australian Premier, if they showed him a moth on the court. Yeah, sure. He would have been in fucking fits of laughter. It would have got them on the good side. And I mean, oh, ma- maybe if there was a, like a passing uh, child, boy or girl, maybe eight mm, or nine. Yeah. And they said, hey, how, about, how about you you play against us? And yeah. then the little kid is like, oh, it's like, oh, the little kid won the it's point. Oh, standing ovation. Or they've got a friend who's uh, like being the um, you know line judge or something, and the ball hits them, and then one of them goes over and massages them. That's very funny. Now that Mark McGowan would have been going, I'll pay you fifty thousand for more of this stuff. This is great comedy. Or even if there was like a mm. dubious line call, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like the person put their hand over their eyes and they used oh. the racket like a stick. That would have oh, been. Like that's blow- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking tennis. Seriously. <laughs> Why are we doing a tennis podcast? It's too much. Footy's too fucking serious, you know? You're watching tennis. You're laughing all the time. Or then, like, maybe, like, the world number one held an exhibition tournament and then, like, had a fucking mm. nightclub party with his shirt off dancing on the table and everyone got exactly. corona. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Good times. Good times. Funny, man. Good one, Jovac. Or that even yeah, funnier bit when Nick Curious now is the, has the mm. moral superiority of over a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> Funny exactly. times, mate. Funny yeah, times. See, and see, this has opened it up. Like, if, if Bucks is out there playing with Alicia Mollick, then you just know it's it, it's going to be a, um, a domino effect. There's just going to be every player on the Gold Coast is going to be lining up to be playing with Bernard Tomic. <laughs> and you just go, it's, just, it's a slippery slope. You play one game with Bernard Tomic. Next thing you know, you're in a fucking spa and there's 40 women in there as well. And all of a sudden, the club's getting a $200,000 fine. Now, Which Bernard can pay because, as he says, I'm doing very well. He just counts his money, mate. That's what he does. Yeah. He counts his money. Doesn't need to do anything else. So, this is the the wonderful thing, okay, yeah. that we're about to adventure over the last... Uh, over tomorrow, I reckon. Mm. Okay. So, I think we've had the quote from Andy Maguire mm. um, that he's very disappointed. I don't think we had a great deal more than that. He's not on social media or anything like that, so... No, and he wasn't on Fox Footy at all today, and they said before that he has um, gone to ground. He's played it very quiet today. So sure. I, it's all it's almost, it's almost like he's waiting for people to call him out for his hypocrisy. <laughs> now, now, so tomorrow he'll be in Melbourne on, on Triple M at 6am, yes. 
Um, yes, that is correct. For his breakfast radio show, and then he yes, will be a hot breakfast. Presumably, he will be hosting. Um, uh, oh, it's pretty classified on Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's a Wednesday ah, classified fuck. guy. So tomorrow, the breakfast radio show—that's going to be the the pulpit. Yes, to, and then he'll face Caro on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Oh fuck, man! So he, he fucking be if they if Channel Nine was smart, they'd mm. put him on tomorrow night on a Monday night. And it would be the highest rating episode of Footy Classified of all time. Yeah, but the thing with that is, is they're too. Sc- I, I suppose yes, yes, it would. But they're also too scared to ask him those questions, which is the disappointing bit. Fuck, man! But it's, I can't wait to see how he'll spin this because you know what, what? A few days ago, he was saying, "Anyone who fucks up, first flight back home, send him home." Yeah, first flight, and, and not even not even driving back. First flight. That's that, that's like flights to Perth now. Fucking really expensive. So he's lashing out. Um, so what do you reckon, how do you reckon he'll play it? I, I, I have no idea. Like you know what, you know what, They're, if Bucks is paying 50 grand, so he's going 25 uh, over what he needs to pay, you know what that would um, come out of uh, Eddie? Would be pride, mate. I He'd know. be proud of Bucks. He'd be proud. He would be he proud. Because sel- Bucks self-reported as well. He did, yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. He did. So if anything, <laughs> Bucks should be commended. For being a um, a great person, he didn't need to. He didn't. He didn't try and hide behind the smoke and the mirrors and the shadows. <laughs> he came out and he said, "I play, played a cracking game, but I shouldn't have been out there." So today on the Sunday Footy Show, so Purple hit yep. out, and when Purple hits out, he hits out. And oh, he, mate, he doesn't miss. You know what? He, he hits it like an overhead smash. Yeah, it's it's Purple's arrow, and yep. he said that Bucks should stand down for this week's match. Well, when you when you look at when you look at the Adelaide assistant coach Ben Hart, he got six weeks because he allowed players to train with each other. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of you could you could see the quandary that the AFL will be in because the AFL have given the suspension, uh, the, the the fine, but can they then suspend him after the fact? Because he's the Collingwood um, Freo game is on right now as we speak. Uh, Freo up by eight points into the third quarter. Can the AFL come out say tomorrow and say? Bucks, you got two weeks away. You're not allowed to coach. Well, I think now that they've given the fine, I don't think you can go back and say, oh, "Actually, we've changed our mind." Like, I yeah, mean, okay. I know when I did time, um, yeah. I did about a year and a half, and they never kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Oh no, it's actually five. Yeah, but no, but wh- wh- white collar prisons are different. Can you quickly check the um, the coverage? Is Bucks wearing a headband? <laughs> he wasn't wearing a headband. I was watching it before. He he did take it off. Whenever the umpire gave a free kick against Collingwood, did yeah. he go, you cannot be serious? <laughs> he did. He did. But I'll tell you what, though. I, so Eddie came out and said this on Friday because of what happened during the week was it was just a cavalcade of mm. hub fuck-ups. Yep. So yep. Uh, Trent Cotchin's wife got herself in trouble. Uh, a Carlton player dropped his kids off at... Their grandparents', grandparents place and to go to Wet Wild, yeah, and they took them to a fucking theme park, and then apparently the kid they picked the kids up and they said, "Oh, what did you do?" And they went, "We went to a theme park," and they're like, "You can't do that." Yeah, gotcha. I mean, I think it was Wet and Wild, and I have been to Wet and Wild, and I think mm. that's worth breaking the hub. Wet and Wild is pretty fun. Also, um, I think if you get um, Corona, is the least of your worries at Wet and Wild. The amount of urine in that water would would, would render it in like. Infertile. Is can that I, a word? No. Can I take you with the, uh, through a thing called the Aqua Loop? Okay. Please. So the Aqua Loop is one of the rides where you get into basically a chamber. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like you're about to be hanged, 
and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and so I think you have to I think you have to weigh yourself before you go in. Okay. Um, and so you can't be too light or too heavy. You can't be too light. So I think I may uh, I can't remember the number, but maybe like thirty five kilos. Okay. You, you need the gravitational force, and so and you have to take okay. off your your t-shirt and no belt or anything like that like oh what if you what if you're one of those you know i need the t-shirt kind of people well they go hey mate you got to show you show your true self you got to be brave and yeah, okay. um you, and you so you, do you. you get into a chamber and then there's yep. a countdown you know nine, 10 9 8 and then yeah the floor oh, the, the trap door yeah the floor drops out and yeah. <laughs> and then you go down and then you do a loop yeah and then yep. you head out into a kind of like a general kind of you know water slide pool at the end yeah, um, okay. And I, th- I think they say you go about 80 kilometres an hour, but I have a mate. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun, but you can't, You don't actually really know that you've gone in the loop. Um, yes, okay. But the, the, it's terrifying in a way, but also fun to watch the people who, when the floor drops out, try to grab the sides to hold on. <laughs> but it's just a natural reaction. Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They tell you to put your hands across your shoulders. Hold on to Ah, oh, right, on to stop the shoulder, yeah. Um, but well, because you don't want to double ACL. You don't want to end up out in that pool surrounded by other fuckwits and you're, both your shoulders are hanging out of their sockets. You don't want that. But here's the thing. I have a mate whose daughter was over the, over the weight limit by like a kilo or two, you know? Yeah. And so she went into it and he said it was, he said it was terrifying that she, she went down and that she went up the top oh, of the loop no. and then she went back down. <laughs> but so they she have, was stuck at... But they have a trap door. So they have oh, a trap right, door at the So they could get Another her out. Another trap door. But yeah, she's, right. you know, like 11 or 12. And so she was yeah. obviously, you know, quite affected by it. But having said that, wet and wild's really fun. Well, I, you would be affected by it because with the water pouring down underneath it, it'd be like you've been fucking waterboarded. You would feel like that, yeah. And I have been waterboarded before, before but that was, just, <laughs> that was just a party I went to. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you're not going to drown by the fact that, you know, the water is not going to... But in that scenario, you're not aware of that, you know. No, like, no, yeah. she was she was giving up state secrets. She <laughs> shut herself. <laughs> she 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 told us who killed Epstein. It was full on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now, Trent Constance's wife went to. Now she posted something on Instagram and oh, then Trent. quickly deleted it. Yeah. So you always know the post, the quick delete. You're like, hang on, mm. what's going on here? Everyone knows the quick delete. I've been guilty of the quick delete. We know it's trouble, and. People uh, straight onto it, but I because she went to a beauty salon. Or is that is that like a nail salon? Because I would um, I'd like to say that having walked past those nail salons, that nothing could survive in that environment. No, they refer to it as a day spa. So oh, gotcha. Let's say like a you know massage kind of skin yep. things like facial, yeah, cucumbers. Like, yeah, I think a bit like that. Like um, Pam- a pampering. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, things that. Um, by the look of both of us, we have never done. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, mate. My skin is my skin is currently glowing. Um, now you buried the lead before mm. by the fact you've done the quick delete on social media. Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about what you t- tweeted or Instagram. No, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we 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 know exactly what that was. I tell you, the other team that uh, got themselves in trouble was the uh, the Filthy Hawks. The Dirty Hawks, I think they're at Giant Stadium. I'm oh, sorry. I think they were at uh, Giant Stadium. Yes. And I think they had to. They were in a corporate box. Yes, that is correct. Yep. And then they left to go and get some hot chips. Oh, and they, the rule was they had, they had to be in the box the entire time. Yeah, I think because they can't go out to where the hot chips are because people like yourself, mm. filthy public, are milling around there. And so they're not allowed to cross paths. 
And so that cost them. I think that was a 45 grand fine as well, 25 of which was suspended. Because all three of those were 45 and not 50 as Collingwood's was. Why are they suspending them? Like... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe because they think that everyone's kind of broke ass at the moment. Okay, you know? so sure. Just go. And also to kind of go, because eh. then if you get another fine, question financial question without notice, if you get another fine, is that, say, 50 plus the 25 that's suspended? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon they'd bump it up, yeah. yeah. Jesus. So I think tough. once they're in your you know fourth offence, they'll be like, that's 200 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But do you reckon, too, like when the players were um, – in the rooms after the games and the other players are like, did you eat chips? I can smell them on your breath, mate. Yeah. You know, what were they like? You, got, out, you, you, got, <laughs> you got outside the hub. Tell us about the chips. Were they like, were they crunchy ones on the bottom? Were they soggy at the top? Yeah, sure. Too I much salt? it's like when uh, Truman uh, broke out of the Truman yeah, show set. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what's it like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what happens there? Did you see, did you, see real pe- did you talk to a, a real person er- earning $7 an hour? <laughs> Adam, there's scenes in the uh, St Kilda Swans game that mm. we need to talk about. Please. Uh, Jakey Carlo smashing on the right hand, I believe, of Rampy. Yes. Uh, yep. Rampy went into the game with a broken hand. I don't know how badly broken. Um, I think particularly bad. There was an incident last in last week's game against the Hawks yeah. where he was sliding to punch the ball through on the goal line and deliberately didn't use his right hand. He sort of awkwardly put his left hand out where his right hand easily could have reached, his left hand couldn't to protect it. So I think it was a proper break. Yeah, I think for about half the game, he was actually doing it pretty tough. And actually, to his yeah. credit, kind of stayed on the ground and, you know, tried to help out the umpires. Oh, in, umpires in cheating us out of the win. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jakey Carlo... Well, it made it... it made, okay, this is how bad it was. It made it impossible for him to climb a pole. Oh, dude. Climb the, the goalpost. Dude, remember those simpler times? Mm. Simpler times when we just had to, you know, ponder whether a player should have yeah. got a free kick for climbing <laughs> a goalpost as opposed yeah, to, you know. It's disappointing. Um, it's disappointing. So, good or bad? Good or bad? Targeting I, an injury. I, you won't believe this, am all for it. I say, once you cross that white line, Michael, that white you, line. you are 100%. That's why I say if any player is wearing a helmet, you target the fuck out of that head. <laughs> it's the same as if they're wearing a glove. You go, oh, he's got, he's obviously got a sore hand. If you see a slightly, you don't know, the brain might be really swollen under there. Fucking go at it, mate. Or you're not sure, like an um, uh, usually um, a ruckman might wear a shin guard. Target, shin guard. Target the shin. Oh, go for mate, the shin. Go straight for the shin. Yeah, sharpen those stops. Hack through it. They can't have more than four or five in the kit bag. You snap one or two early on, you're fucking into there. You're into the tibula slash fibula. I think you go for every weakness, you know, psychologically as well. Like if there's a player that you know didn't do very well in their HSC, you just be like, mm. hey, mate, what's uh, nine times 12? Okay. You don't yeah. know it. You don't know it, do you, mate? You don't know it. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. And also, you know, like if someone ha- you know uh, has been out with like a lacerated kidney, like say say you were playing against Tom Lonergan, right? Yep. I would say that you have every right to, when you walk up to shake hands... Target Name. the kidney. <laughs> Go straight for the, the the only kidney that he's got. I mean, I would have said punched him in the spleen, but he doesn't fucking have one. <laughs> I just say, if you're going to be out there with one kidney, mate, you're fucking opening yourself up. Not the other, not the opposition's fault. They're just doing their homework. It's funny though. I find in the media when they go, "Is that a good look?" And yet we've been talking about, "Is that a good look?" for twenty years now. Yeah. Like it goes back to the doggies player who 
he hit Matthew Lloyd on the hand. It goes back Steve to... Steve Crediuk? I think you're right, yeah. Stevie Baker and Stevie J. That was a classic one. That uh, What did Baker get 12 weeks for that? Yep, it goes back to uh, the Brisbane Lions targeting Nick Rewatt's shoulder. Yes. In 04, I reckon. 05, mm. maybe. And I'm pretty sure um, there was a Carlton player who'd returned from the Boer War <laughs> and he'd lost one of his legs... <laughs> and so they just um, they took it off him, and the poor guy, he he had to kick after the siren, and he couldn't take it. Dude, I remember back in the uh, era of the uh, Spanish flu when they were playing mm. in the VFL. Yeah, and there were a couple of guys that recovered from it, and um, mm. they, they had he had a shot off the goal, uh, shot <laughs> shot off the siren, yeah. and the guys on the mark, there were about ten people on the mark, they were coughing at him. It was full oh, on. That. But, you know, f- fair enough, mate. If you go out there with weak lungs. Yeah, mate, if you declare your feet after getting the Spanish flu. <laughs> it's fucking not our problem. Do you think, question without notice, oh, does shit. Jake Carlisle have a case to answer for? Uh, no, but the fact, I don't think the other people had a case to answer for. Like, I don't think the AFL has come out of them. Like, there's no rule saying you can't target an injury. Is that right? I don't believe what so. Is, what does Stephen Baker get the 12 weeks for? I thought that was for that very uh, No, I, f- I feel like Stephen Baker got the 12 weeks for um, smashing the fuck out of Stevie J. No, I think it was like about um, four or five different incidents. Like, I think there's one yeah, where... Yeah, right, because I, I know Stevie J got... Because I remember, I think Stevie J went to the doc and said, what's wrong with it? And he said, it's broken. He said, how long do you reckon? He said, six weeks. So that's when Stevie J went back out and whooshed him and elbowed him in the face. Yeah, yeah, but that was more... By the fact I'm going to be out for this, I'm going to get revenge yes, while yes. I'm on the field. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that was just mano a mano. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't anything okay. to do with the spirit of the game. That was just yeah. two fucking psychopaths fucking trying <laughs> to tee off on each other. I mean, bear in mind, one of those players used to mm. sharpen his stops. There, there is that. So is that. I think if you're sharpening your stops, you're uh, you're going out there to do some damage. But you know what? If you but want to compete, also let's remind people as well. That mm. guy also would do children's parties. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And he also, remember he once got into Bob Murphy's head by asking him if he had a sausage dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob Murphy was like, I, like it rattled him because he's just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's also funny how easy it is to get in Bob Murphy's head. Like, Yeah, that's true. I, he was yeah. like, hey, Bob, uh, what's your favourite uh, Midnight All album? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bob, uh, you and I suck. Bang. We wouldn't <laughs> kick a goal all afternoon. But how good would this be, right? So say you're in a competitive kind of workplace where you work on commission, you know, you're um, in a finance kind of field where, Mm -hmm. you know, you are competing against your workmates. If someone comes in and they've got like, um, I don't know, a touch of gout and you in 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 your aquilas, you get your little loafer and you fucking stomp the heel into the gout foot while they're trying to clinch a deal, bang, deal off, you go in... Fucking Wooshka. I think uh, all is fair in love and war. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like in the comedy world that we do, Mm. like have you been backstage where people have tried to kind of psych you out or? um, Oh, I mean, you've done this to me and I've done this to you where you hand off as the MC and you're like, don't fuck this up. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's all fun and games, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I've said to mates, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it today, yeah. (laughs) Um, I remember a guy, go on. I had a good one recently. I came off stage and, you know, it was it went well. And the comedian did it <laughs> after though. Me, did it though. I don't the think. It. After me goes, where do you reckon you lost him? <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy I met years ago and did a gig with him 
at you know just the pub and um mm. and I'd met him like you know five minutes before the show and I was like the MC and brought him on and I I. Yeah, I, I find it funny in comedy where you kind of get on, you kind of people want to shake your hand, like as if you're MC, yeah, kind of walking yeah. off. And I'm almost like, why do we need to? <laughs> like, what's what's that? Mean? Well, because the audience, it's the first time they've seen us together, so they want to know your mates. Um, but also, I find that really funny when people intro people and go, "Please welcome a very good friend of mine." And yeah. it's like, who cares if you're mates? I don't give a fuck if you're mates. No, but it just gives the audience a, a sense if they like you, then they go, "Oh, this guy's going to be good too." You can't go, uh, "Coming up next, this guy." Bit of a cockhead, but anyway, I've got to bring him out because that's what I'm paid to do. Well, that's probably what I would say half the time if I had to. <laughs> but I remember there was a guy and he was a magician, so, you know, uh, my sympathies. But he came up and I just said to him, you know, good luck. Uh, uh, almost like, you know, good luck. Like, not a, not yeah, a like, yeah. you know, like, I fear for Loaded you. Loaded one. I fear yeah. you're going to do badly. But it's It like, wasn't like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. And then he came off after the show after the gig and, and like the halftime break or whatever. <laughs> or the break, not the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like sometimes I go to theatre shows and I'm like, yeah, I'll go get the record. And they're like... Um, <laughs> the program? It's got a program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's halftime. And they're like, um, I think you'll find it's intermission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go get hot chips. Uh, I think you'll find you can buy a Magnum. <laughs> but uh, on a plate. But, um, yeah. but I said to him, you know, good luck. And, um, and then he came up afterwards and he said... I'm sorry, but like, um, why? I'm, s- I'm sorry to be like weird, but why did you call me a cunt? And I said, huh? He said, yeah, you you called me a cunt. And I said, no, no, no. I said, good luck. But he's in here in his head. I yeah, said, right. I said, I don't know, like, you're a cunt or something. <laughs> and I was as like, you crossed over. Yeah, and I was like, no, dude. I, why would I ever? I've I've yeah. met, I've known you for half an hour. Like, why would I ever yeah, yeah. do that? Anyway. He was a also magi- though he was a magician. Yeah. So my oh, I was going to say, yeah. you're very, um, very much allowed to call him. <laughs> yeah, my condolences to his family yeah. in these tough but times. But then you look down and your watch was missing. <laughs> hey, um, now what's going on with the Adelaide Crows, Michael? Talk me through it. It's it, it, it's their longest ever losing streak, I do believe. Yep, you're right. They haven't won in over one year because everything that's moved, um, you know, into this year and they didn't win towards the end of um, last year. How would you be being Matthew next? Now, you go in there, you go, Dude. yeah, I know, I know I'm going to be in charge of a rebuild. They lose all these players at the end of the year. And then you're zero and nine. You're falling apart. You get spanked by the Kangas who... You know, we're sitting 17th at the time and weren't exactly having a great time of it. And then at half time, he's in the rooms and he's using water bottles to show the players, you know, how to properly work the tactics that they've set up. Dude, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing the turnaround. Like, and it, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, the, we've got an idea of the camp, but like, <laughs> I mean, it, but it, the, the place yeah. is falling apart. It's absolutely yes. falling apart. And then if they. If they go zero and seventeen, like they look like they're fucking gonna do, like it, it's one of those things though, because you go, no team goes through uh, winless, right? Yeah, you yeah. just look at it, but you go, we're five less games, and you wonder where it's gonna come from. Even though you always do when a team starts out like this, I think they yeah. said it was Mark Neald at Melbourne who did it. Brett Ratton started out, I think maybe zero and six or seven. Yeah, sure. With the baggers, uh, Damien Hardwick started out zero and nine, but they always got a win in their 10th game, and that is this week, and Adelaide are playing Melbourne. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, they will. I mean, no, yeah, my comment of 0-17 and 17 is, you know, uh, yeah, not not serious. Absurd. Absurd. But, um, 
but yeah, like kind of they've got their their footage of them kind of sitting around the, I suppose the dressing room, yeah, uh, lining of the game, and he's got a couple of Gatorade bottles kind of in the middle on the half forward flank. Yeah, he's and also got a couple of bananas sitting there as well. Dude, it's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, how but I've always said if you if your banana does not go out to the Gatorade side of the ground, yeah, sure. Sure. You're never going to win. Yeah, and I mean, if the players can't get their head around that. We have always been strong that you need to coach your own Gatorade bottle team before you can coach an. AFL yeah, absolutely. Team. Yeah, and yeah, he's in over his head. <laughs> he's in over his head. You know what I love though is uh, they they show that vision that there's that oval. There's like a, a mapped out footy ground yeah. on the on the change rooms floor, and I always wonder like, what's that for? Like. It would fit in your bedroom. So is it like, do you go, do the players like line up there before a game to go, this is where you're playing? Like it's not under 10s. Well, it's not, well, that's a good question actually because I think if you wanted to kind of show tactics, it would need to be maybe 50 metres long. I think most clubs would have them in their own, in their own training facility. And, but I actually remember back in the day, I think when Adelaide had that in their own training facility and people were like, whoa, that's a bit different. That's a bit special. Like so they had, they had what? Just the, the map out of the ground in the change room? Yeah, I, th- I feel yeah, like right. back in the day, like um, I think okay. it, maybe they were at Still Football Park, but they were like, yep. oh, that's a bit, you know, innovative. It's fancy. Yep. Yeah, and now it's been reduced to fucking putting fucking bottles of water <laughs> and Gatorade and fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> it's a banana at centre-half forward. Imagine if yep. it was centre-half forward and you'd just be like, oh, fuck <laughs> A yeah. banana is playing it better than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got more stats than me, and he'll probably get picked next week. Dude. Um, can we mention the elephant in the room? Now, uh, Junk Timers, just to let you in on a little bit of a you know behind-the-scenes kind of action here, you rang me after the Carlton-Hawthorne game Friday night. I, of course, refused to take that call, and I have still not listened to the message that you have left on there because I didn't feel like copying that abuse after that embarrassing lost to the lowly 14th place Hawthorne Football Club. And I will probably delete it before I do listen to it. Anything on there that I need to... Uh, need no, to no, I, I genuinely actually was calling about when we were going to record today. Okay. Um, it just kind of by chance happened to be after Hawthorne came back from a... a, a, yeah. a, a 1970 grand final-like deficit mm. <laughs> uh, well, it was to up come there. back and win. Um, just a little note there, though. If you are ever in serious trouble and Carlton have just lost... Probably I'm not the best person to call. Because <laughs> you'd be like, oh, no, I can, I can get you five grand, Mr. Fink. I've just got to call my friend. And you'd be calling me. I'm like, fucking Chambo. And then boom, boom, there you go, your kneecaps. Because Carlton lost. Blame the Blues, mate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, no, when uh, you guys were up about five goals, yes. we did about 15 minutes or 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. Mm. So, you must have been flying really high. You must I have been was. like, you know, uh, penciling in your January... 2021 to go to the MCG <laughs> with 5,000 people to watch the grand final. Well, I was thinking about it. Uh, but then we came back and won. But, no, no, but this is like the kind of game we play, mate. Like, you know, if there was a there was a, a very long while where mm. we would come out on top, but there's been probably a win for you, win for us, win for you, win for us since then. No, 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 no. That's the first time we've beaten you once in like 12 years or something. Really? Do you think? I feel like it's yeah, more no, than that. No, 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 I, I don't think. Oh, wow. Uh, fucking no. Wow, it's almost like I don't pay attention to the Hawthorne-Carlton rivalry anymore. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we came out on top. But what yeah. annoys me is that you fucking, we lose to a team of cheats, you know. It's just, I know it's 30, 32 years ago, but that sort of stuff carries over, you know, that 
that salary cap that you overinflated back then. You know, you're paying secretaries 150 grand a year for three days a week. And that got that was in the paper the other day, by the way. We can say that. It was Darren Jarman's partner. Oh, really? Was it actually in the paper? Yes, it was. So we can say that. And then this week, uh, talking about... You know what I loved is you've got uh, Jason Dunstall and Dermot Brereton, two huge players from that era of your team, who yep. are both, um, you know, uh, got um, broad media briefs and are on everything. How they categorically knew nothing, nothing about. Their whole time, Michael, the whole time they were there at Hawthorne, they didn't say anything. No, it's funny. It's funny. They always just thought like they got like a, a bank uh, credit. What do you call it? Money changed into their bank account. Yep. But then they thought it must just be part of the game where they got another $10,000 in a brown paper bag. And they're like, wow, yeah. how convenient. Just have a bit of cash on hand. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, they, they said to every other player, so when you kick 50 goals, do you not get a free house? <laughs> do you not have a different car for every day of the week? Yeah, wait, oh, a, wait a second. This is odd. That's really strange. So like... Um, when I when I buy a house, like mm. it's put in the name of uh, my partner. <laughs> <laughs> when I pay a house and they say it goes for a million dollars, I just have to bid for like fifty grand, <laughs> and then the house is bought. Is that not how you guys? Is that not how you guys buy a house? So we talked about Don Scott last week, talking about the uh, secret bank account in uh, Tasmania that Hawthorne had to pay oh, yeah. people out. Um, oh, yeah. The Cayman Islands of the South. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then Dermot Breton during the week, he said Don Scott was an idiot. Oh, mate. i tell you what. When Dermy's coming out and calling you an idiot, <laughs> you, are, you are far down the pecking order, my friend. Well, I also got the feeling you just mentioned the name Don Scott. You don't need to add the words idiot. Like, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Don Scott. Yeah, yeah, that works. He's not particularly popular with past players, is he? Because even when you guys were trying to avoid the merger, I think there was a lot of issues with the, you know, half the people who were trying to stop it as well, who were just like, you're being a fucking fool. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the feeling about Don Scott was that he was um, a character. Uh-huh. Uh, but having looking back, looking back as a Hawthorne fan, mm. he was the one person who was, well, he became the face of the merger. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think he was, he was a rallying point where... A little bit like a three-quarter time of the 1971 grand final, Adam. Hawthorne mm-hmm. with 20 points down against St. Kilda. And John Kennedy gave a speech, uh, if I remember correctly, it was along the lines of, if you're going to lose, go out fighting, okay? Yep. Like, he got the feeling that, like, maybe that Kennedy had given up a little bit. And so Don Scott got the group together and said, we're not going to lose. We're not going to fucking lose this shit. And then Hawthorne came back and won the game. Is that right? Yeah. And so I feel like he is a little bit of a guy like, hey, I don't fuck around. And yep. but he was definitely the front man. I mean, the classic image of the um, pulling the yes. the hawk off the demon jumper. Um, yep. Having said that, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's a character. He's a character. Yes. They the world needs characters, mate. In these they do in, in hey. these in these uncertain times. Hey, Adam, one more story before we wrap up. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the umpiring of late? I love it. I think you know what. You know what I love going into a game? I hate knowing what's going to happen. That's a really I, I good point. I don't know the outcome, and yeah. I want I want to not know the outcome of any contest mm-hmm. in the whole game. Every time I'm just like, wow, I didn't see that happening. I like the idea that people have been playing the game for, you know, 20, 25 years. Oh, people get too comfortable. And they go into a game, they go, fuck, I might tackle a guy and it's holding the ball, but <laughs> it won't be given. It's yeah. it's a mystery. The game's curly-whirly. <laughs> It's what people want, you know. All of a sudden, you know, you get complacent. You're just like, oh, yeah, he tackled him. 
Incorrect disposal. He gets the free kick now. Whistle, tackled fucking him. kick. Bl- you know, uh, yeah. we've, we've seen it before. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Now the guy gets tackled, gets spun around three times. The ball just falls out of his hands. That's fucking, that's a free kick <laughs> to the guy who <laughs> fell out of the hands of. That is every day of the week. Oh, I mean, the, the one thing the umpires have done this year, and in these unpredictable times, have made football <laughs> unpredictable. And I, I credit them for that. Yeah, we needed it. We were getting too too comfortable. I didn't like it. So there was uh, so Clayco came out a few weeks ago. I think we played yeah, North yeah. Melbourne and said it was an awful game. We had sixty nine tackles. We only got one free kick. Blah 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 yes. blah. Yep. Um, and then there's been a few articles about the umpiring, and there's been a lot of social media talk about the umpiring. But again, and and it did completely change after Clarko said that. Yeah, sure. The, the the umpiring interpretation has been completely changed, and they're always like, oh, you know, we we never um, listen to the coaches. It's like, mate, the next game, everything changed. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I mean, the only thing that's remained consistent is that mm. razor, razor, fuckhead. Okay, that's the one. Oh, mate. That's yeah. the one certainty of 2020. We can go, yeah. okay, and it's been chaos. There are murder hornets, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, too? Uh, the good thing about razor, razor, if you're not quite sure, they mic him up, so you're fucking in no doubt. <laughs> so you go, I fucking hate you, you little fuck. So, uh, but since Clacko talked about it in round four, yep. there have been a spike in free kicks, so they've gone up to like. Uh, about 40, okay? So they were 32.2 in round four. Are we are we doing hardcore analysis? We are, we are. Okay, well, uh, well hey, mate, this is not me. This is News Corp, okay? Okay, all right. N- News Corp, so be very careful about what you say. Cause yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, mate. Because Rupert Murdoch is a really good bloke, okay? A I really know, good bloke I agree. with a delightful family. Yes. And they're lovely people. So there's a quote. Uh, there's an article in the Herald Sun, and probably also, like I said before, I haven't listened to my voicemail from you, but they have. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the Herald Sun. So it might have been other News Corp articles. And so, okay. okay, this is how journalism works these days. Okay, this is amazing. Okay, so it says figures obtained by News Corp show the average Ooh. number of free kicks kicks paid per round in round four uh, was thirty two point two. Uh, last week in round eight, they were up to 39.8. Oh, mate, 7.6 more. Yeah, so we're going to break that down, down for a second. Figures obtained by News Corp. Okay. Yeah. So they went and saw all the free kicks paid in round four and mm-hmm. then averaged them out. Divided then, them? Yeah. And you know what? They divided them by nine. And then went to round eight and divided mm. them as well. By so, nine. So I'm going to say... Figures <laughs> obtained by News Corp. Like, is yeah. that a fucking, yeah, fucking yeah. like a hidden agenda from ASIO? Like, we've hey, yeah. we're a super sleuth. We found yeah, the figures yeah. that are on yeah. AFL tables. Hey, uh, scores obtained by Junk Time. <laughs> uh, Dockers are leading fifty-five to forty-two in the last quarter against Collingwood. Well, that's a scoop. N- nobody yeah. else knows that right now. That's, that's <laughs> no, 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 they don't. And even though this is coming out, you know. Uh, on the Monday, people will still be like, fuck, how did Junk Time get that? <laughs> Figures obtained by News Corp. What a fucking <laughs> horrific corporation from which I have accepted a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have no footballers in real life, man. No, but we have one legend I do want to bring up on the show. Now, we have advocated uh, because of um, whenever we send out merch, we need to use Australia Post. It's the cheapest way to do it. Uh, if you want some merch, go to junktime.bigcartel.com. Um, if you're in Victoria, what else are you going to do with yourself? Just mm. start collecting stubby holders. But we have said that because it costs us, I think, $8 per package to send out two stubby holders, there's no cheaper way to do it. And our uh, way to uh, solve that 
Yeah, sorry, Adam. I need to butt in. Um, it costs eight dollars for Australia Post, but it, the honest <laughs> amount is seventy-five. Okay. Well, you just yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. There's a little back end for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we may have advocated giving the postie when he drops your little parcel off. Yep. A little bit of a cheeky. High vis punch. Yeah. Just you know, grab onto it, fucking bang. Yeah, jump. Thanks punch. for the thanks yeah. for the parcel, but fucking there you go, cop it. High vis jumper punch. Now we have or, changed our or this week. In the spirit of Rampy, attack the hand. Great. They're mail delivering hand. Do your research on the postie. Oh wait, yeah. they've lost the kidney. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Targeting the right one. Now during the week, uh, so we have an interview that we're hoping to uh, tell the junk timers about very shortly. We needed books sent out to them of this person who has the book coming out. And it was sent from the, um, uh, the uh, publisher to the wrong address, right? So they got my address wrong. They had it across the street for some unknown reason. I'm pretty sure I would have sent them the right one. Anyway, it ends up in my uh, letterbox with the message saying, Lucky your postie is a bloody junk time legend. Enjoy. That is fucking amazing. That is so How cool. How fucking good is that? That is so cool. And I... I've written to the heads of Australia Post and said that this guy has been harassing me <laughs> uh, for weeks now. And now that he knows where I live, <laughs> uh, how awesome is that? That is really cool. I think yeah. there's a story from years ago where a little kid, maybe in the UK or something, yeah. um, wrote a letter and said to Rex Hunt, Australia, and they got the letter to Rex Hunt. Is that right? Yeah. I remember when I was younger, and do you remember those things called aerograms? Aerograms. It was like a an airmail letter that was, the envelope was the letter that you wrote it on and you sealed it within yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just starting into the NFL, and I remember sending a letter saying it just the address was because I didn't know how to find it. Just uh, New York Jets, New York, New York. Huh. Yeah, and it came back. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it remember? came back because there's no address. They went, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> Do you remember when I was about twenty seven, twenty eight? <laughs> I wrote a letter, a letter to Wayne to Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and got a very quick reply in no uncertain terms telling me that I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, that poor man. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. If you, if you, yeah. you want to get back in the archives, I think around about September, probably mid-September of last year, and we talked through... When I was uh, a person who wrote a letter to Wayne Jackson to complain <laughs> about the Hawthorne fixture. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my Lord. Uh, we need to get him on one day and me read, to le- read the letter to him just to get his ideas. Can you imagine if you, like I would say that you are one of the saner <laughs> all I would, would have. So can you imagine the letters that he would get over his oh, over dude. the journey? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Particularly now, like with social media, you don't have to go to... Like, you went to effort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that was pre-social media. I mean, I, I'm i going to presume Gil was not... No, that's what I'm saying. It was much, much sadder than it is now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Typed it out, printed it out. Went to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, I mean, Gil's not on social media, surely. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Fuck yeah. no, Jesus. You wouldn't want to, would you? No, Eddie's not. Yeah, so fucking countdown to tomorrow when yes. we hear going to be statement. great. Yeah, I mean, if you want to download the uh, Triple M Hot Breakfast podcast, they'll probably have yes. bulk of it on. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. And then we have to wait till Wednesday when um, he's sitting there, Caro. Um, but yeah. um, 
Fuck. Oh, mate, how's he yeah. going to spin it? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You know what's great, though? It's uh, it's currently round nine. We're recording this at uh, 8.30 on the Sunday night. And in less than 24 hours, fucking round 10. We've got the Monday night game tomorrow night. Of course, yeah, for the sure. Te- the teams are already out for the um, the doggies in the power. Oh, dude, sweet. Well, yeah, okay, so. dudes in the Goldie in the hub, um, please keep an eye out. You, you get a, um, a King Tut's putt-putt uh, double pass if you yes. send us a football in real life. Um, 72 holes of family fun. Egyptian-themed fun. Like, you know, yeah. what more do you want? Ah, you can't ask for any more. If you can, if you can get a uh, hole-in-one on the Sphinx, then you fucking earned it. Never been done before. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> We're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Tinder, Hinge, Snapchat, the soon-to-be-banned TikTok, and the yeah. Gram. Hit the road. Go Hooks! Ah, oh, blues. Da 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 On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.